everyone and welcome to Tessie Time. If you're new here, my name is Tess Linscum and in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about those wild guys known as the Jehovah's Witnesses. But first an ad read. This episode is brought to you by Jehovah's Fitness. Use Tessie Ti- use code Tessie Time for a 3-month free trial. They might not stand during the pledge of allegiance, but they sure do squat. Ha ha ha, what a quirky bunch of people. All right, so back to our episode Jehovah's Witnesses. In order to fully understand this religion, we are going to use the method created by Harvard's Divinity School. This way of analyzing a religion focuses on how the religion has changed since its founding, how it is internally diverse, and how it is embedded in our everyday lives. So, let's get to the good stuff. Jehovah's Witnesses is a relatively new religion, the first mention being in the 1870s during the Bible Student Movement. Then called the Watchtower Society, they were led by the Christian Restorationist Minister Charles Taze Russell. While it originated in London, it quickly spread to Germany, Australia, and Canada through the work of some very dedicated missionaries. By 1914, after the death of their founder, the religion split into several rival organizations. Thus began what we now know the Church of the Jehovah's Witnesses. At this point, the man in charge, J.R. Ruthford, decided he wanted long-term power and switched from a democratic election system for officials to a theocratic one. With this newfound tenure, he made some changes to the church. First and foremost, he decided that as a religion, it might have been in their best interest to follow the rules and regulations of their country's government, which was previously untrue and probably inspired some interesting stories. After some uproar about not staying true to their roots, Rutherford implemented some other rules in order to maintain their autonomy from the outside world, such as no blood transfusions, no celebrating birthdays, and that their followers must sell Bibles door to door, at least in Canada. This seemed to have worked out well for Rutherford, and his support and followers grew dramatically after these new doctrines were announced. However, in the 75 years since this took place, times in the Jehovah's Witness Church have changed. Now, you'll only find that about 24% of the witnesses follow these old ways. Contrary to popular opinion, most practitioners don't sell Bibles door to door, and many celebrate their birthdays. Interesting tidbit, however, most Jehovah's Witnesses do in fact follow the rule about not being involved in government, i.e. not voting, not running for president, and not getting involved in political matters, really just not participating in the whole system altogether. Sadly, folks, we are out of time. So for those who decided to skip the three to five minutes of me talking, here's an overview. The Jehovah's Witnesses are pretty wild guys. Not only are there multiple subsections of this religion, but they have quite the sordid history. There was a political coup, a lawless group of Bible students, and a lack of birthdays. Well, it's more complicated than that, but you'll have to re-listen to the podcast to find out why. Hopefully, if this podcast did what it's supposed to, you now know more about the history and practices of a Jehovah's Witness. And if not, you can still get fit at the Jehovah's Witness near you. Reminder to use code TESSIETIME for a free three-month trial. Signing out.